1: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: You are Locked On Jets, your daily podcast on the New York Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Jets Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Friday, January 19th, the year 2018. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to it. You can do so on iTunes and Spotify, and we will deliver the show to your device each day so that you can listen to us at your leisure. You can, you know, no matter where you are on your commute the gym, we'll be there. And if you really enjoy the show, again, please give it a good review in iTunes. We appreciate it. We have reached championship weekend in the NFL. We have the two conference championship games on Sunday early. We have the AFC championship game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New England Patriots in Foxborough. And then late, we have the Minnesota Vikings visiting the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC championship game. And today I will give you my picks for the two conference title games Normally, I do pretty well in my playoff predictions. This year, things have not been so great. I I like to go at least 8-3. I feel like that's a really solid year. This year, I'm only 4-4 through the first two weekends, so this is going to be a struggle just to finish over 500, but we still have three games left. Two out of three means I finish over, over 500. If I make all three predictions correctly... I'll at least, have, at least, walk away from this year's playoff seven and four. It's been a rough postseason for me, though. So we'll see. We'll see what happens this weekend. But let's let's make let's make some picks. Um, and we'll start with the AFC Championship game. And I know a lot of people are on the Jacksonville bandwagon. Uh, I'll tell you though, man. If I was the Patriots, and At the start of the playoffs, you told me that I could get to the Super Bowl without playing the Chiefs or the Steelers. I would be ecstatic. And that's the situation New England finds itself in. I mean, New England finds itself in a situation where it could win the Super Bowl by winning playoff games over Marcus Mariota, Blake Bortles, and Nick Foles. That's where they are. So I think things. sometimes you just need things to break right for you championship seasons are about being good, but it's also they're also about catching some breaks, and I, the Patriots have caught a lot of breaks this season. Um, they, of course, have gotten a number of calls in key spots, whether it's the Austin Safarian-Jenkins play that we saw against the Jets back in Week 6, whether it was the Jesse James touched game-winning touchdown that wasn't Week 15 against the Steelers, the Kelvin Benjamin play against the Buffalo Bills a week later, and now the way the playoffs have set up where, you know, the AFC field was a little weaker than it could have been because of tiebreakers. You've had Baltimore and uh the Chargers missing out who were probably probably the two strongest potential wild card teams. Um and then you have the what's happened in the playoffs that has created these matchups. And before these start of the playoffs I kind of mapped out what I thought each team's ceiling was. And I know every team's ceiling is really the Super Bowl, but how far I thought each team could get without something dramatic happening. You know, you you need some some sort of dramatic upset. What's the most realistic uh, ceiling for each team? And there were three teams in the AFC I thought could win the Super Bowl. I thought New England could win it. I thought Pittsburgh could win it. And I thought Kansas City could win Now, I gave the Chiefs, I didn't think the Chiefs were, as strong as the other two. I would have been surprised if the Chiefs had done it, but I felt, felt like there was enough talent there. I felt like the Chiefs went in playing well enough that they'd uh, have a shot to to win the Super Bowl, realistic shot. Um, you had two teams that I felt like one win was probably their ceiling, Buffalo and Tennessee. I, I, and I picked neither one of them were Wild Card Weekend, but I thought they could win a game, but I, I really didn't give them much of a chance the, the second weekend. Jacksonville, I think, has reached the ceiling. Um, If you asked me before before the playoffs, I think I would have told you Jacksonville's realistic ceiling was the AFC Championship game. I thought they'd beat Buffalo. I did not think they'd beat Pittsburgh, but I, I gave them a shot because of that defense. And look, in a single elimination scenario... Anything can happen. So I'm not saying the Jaguars have no chance of winning this game, but I think this is a very difficult matchup. I think the Jaguars have had a wonderful year. I think they've... I mean, look, if you told Jaguars fans before the start of the season that you'd end up in the AFC Championship game, you'd win the AFC South, everybody would have taken it. Big step forward this year. A lot to like about this team. I just think that this is a very difficult matchup for them. I think you look at the defensive side of the ball, look, the Jaguars have an excellent defense, but I just do not like the way this defense matches up with this New England. I think I think if you were trying to build an offense to beat this Jacksonville defense, you'd build New England's offense because this offense and this defense in many ways built, designed to take away the big play. What they want to do is Make you impatient as a quarterback. There, are, there are typically some plays you can make underneath. You can take little four or five, six yard gains. What they do is try to avoid the big play, force you to execute at a high level, force you to put together you know ten, eleven, twelve play drives, which is, it's very difficult to execute that many plays. And the theory behind one of these defenses, you know, is this is a defense that still has its Gus Bradley roots. Bradley came over from Seattle. Uh, uh, he helped run the Pete Carroll defense before he was hired as Jaguars head coach. He's not there anymore, but a lot of the defensive principles remain. And, you know, part of what they're looking to do is force you to put together a lot of big, a lot of successful plays, you know, force you to just take five, six-yard gains because they feel that it's very difficult to execute on that on a high level for that for 11, 12 plays. Eventually, you're going to make a mistake. They also... Um, field that eventually a quarterback's going to get impatient. He's going to try and throw the ball down the field. You know he's going to he's going to take a chance that he shouldn't. Throw it into the teeth of the defense, and that's what that's where that defense uh, makes its living. This New England offense really doesn't do that. Um, Brady's perfectly content to just take those games all, all game. He's very patient. He'll he'll make the correct reads and he avoids mistakes. And part of this Jacksonville defense. Thrives on pouncing on mistakes, and the Patriots just are not a team that make mistakes in in key moments. I think that really, I mean, there are two things that I like about this Jacksonville defense for this matchup, and that's first of all, they can get pressure rushing four and they can get pressure up the middle, so you know, that gives them an outside shot and that gives them a puncher's chance, I guess. But the rest of this, the rest of this. matchup I don't love for them. Football Outsiders, if you look at the numbers they produce, Jacksonville is has an excellent passing defense, but the, there are two areas where they're really not elite in terms of pass defense. One is against tight ends, where Football Outsiders ranks them 20th. The other is against running backs, where they, they're ranked 16th. Now, these are not glaring, glaring weaknesses, but those are the spots where this defense is kind of ordinary, covering receiver I'm sorry covering tight ends and running backs so I think that that's a tough matchup from that standpoint because that's New England New England loves to feature the running backs and the tight ends in the in the passing game you know Jacksonville has the two great outside corners I don't know that they match up well I don't know how well they match up with the guys who are featured in New England's passing game and, of course, the other problems that Jacksonville can't play from behind. Jacksonville can only play one kind of game. They can't play from behind. They fall behind early. They're in big trouble. Um, look, I would be very happy to be wrong about this pick. And, again, like, I'm not saying they have no shot. i think thinking any time you're in a one-game scenario, anything can happen. But I think we would need to see something dramatic. We need to see something to the effect of, you know, a, a huge mistake by New England, which they typically don't make, maybe Jacksonville steals a possession somewhere, maybe, you know, they, they score some sort of special teams touchdown, I think they would need something like that to pull this game out, you know, I think they'd need some sort of seismic event to, to win this game, now maybe they'll get that seismic event, Tom Brady mispracticed yesterday, so, you know, apparently there's some sort of hand issue, uh, I, I think he's probably going to be playing though, uh, now, I mean, heck, if Brady misses this game, first of all, you'll never hear the end of the Patriots making a mistake trading Jimmy Garoppolo when they did, and you, they, that would be right. And look, if Brian Hoyer starts at quarterback for New England, Jacksonville's going to win this game. But I expect Brady to play, I expect him to play well. I don't think the Jaguars are going to embarrass themselves, I think they'll they'll play a competitive game, but I see this as a uh, 24-14 Thirty-one twenty kind of game. I think the Patriots win comfortably. I think the Jaguars show some fight. I think they're competitive, but I think New England wins, and I think New England advances to the Super Bowl. And now on the NFC side, the Vikings are visiting the Eagles, and, you know, you talk about how you just sometimes need something lucky to happen to you. Sometimes championships aren't always, championships aren't always about skill. Most of the time, there very rarely is a team that just dominates its way through the entire season and is never tested, never faces you know stares elimination in the face. And that certainly applied to the Minnesota Viking. Applied to the Eagles, but it certainly applied to the Minnesota Vikings last week when they beat the Saints on the miracle play, the crazy finish. And I just and sometimes people disagree. Some people disagree with me. I feel like a moment like that sometimes can galvanize the team because it shows it gives you confidence when you're in a key moment that you're going to win. You're, people are going to come through, and I actually think that that's really important for a team like the Vikings, who have a history. And it's not not really so much the players on this team, but the Vikings have a history of not coming through in key moments. And I know people will say that's a, what happened to past teams is irrelevant, and it should be, but. I'm not so sure it is. You know, I, I don't believe in hexes. You know, the, the two famous ones in sports were both in baseball, Babe Ruth and the Cub, you know, Babe Ruth with the Red Sox and the Billy Goat with the, the Cubs. And I don't believe either of those teams was cursed by, but you know, Babe Ruth or some guy with his Billy Goat. I don't believe there there were hexes put on them. But those were two franchises that had a history of failure. And I, I feel like it's just something you can't help but internalize as a player. Maybe I'm wrong. People disagree with me on this. But, you know, you hear it all the time from the fans. You hear it all the time from the media. And when you have that kind of thing hanging over your head, I think in a key moment, you know, maybe something goes wrong. It ca- it helps things to snowball because maybe some guy tries to do too much to try, to try and turn things around. Maybe somebody gets tentative, and can't make a play, and the Vikings are just another team that has a history of failure, they have, they have crushing losses, crushing loss after crushing loss in their history, four Super Bowl defeats, two brutal NFC Championship game defeats, that horrendous loss two years ago to to Seattle, and, you know, it's just one of those things, Vikings fans are one of the few fan bases that are, as, you could argue, are as cursed, arguably even more cursed than Jets, than Jets, than the Jets fans. And I think that, you know, maybe that win last weekend will be some sort of galvanizing force, you know. And, I, you know, another example of that is uh, the reverse of that is the ver- reverse of what I said is true also. I think that, you know, if your team has a history of success and, you know, you know you're, you're around talk of success all the time, you believe in key spots. And, I, you know, a great example is how many times fourth quarter of games in key spot. Jets Patriots have you sat there and known that Tom Brady was going to make the play to win the game, and the Jets weren't going to make the play to win the game. So I think that that stuff matters. And I also think that what I but what I think also matters is last weekend I I, I sat through and again I played this postseason scenario out, and I thought Minnesota is the I just think Minnesota is the best team left in the playoffs. And I thought yeah, as of last weekend I, I I felt like I was probably going to pick them to win it all. I think they're the most complete team now. If Philly has Carson Wentz, I think you could make a case for the Eagles. And again, you know, going back to what each team's ceiling was, I felt like there were five teams in the NFC that could make the Super Bowl. The only team I didn't was Philly. I thought their ceiling again was probably NFC Championship game because they had a buy. Again, I did not pick them last weekend, but they had a buy. I could at least see some sort of scenario where they you know, needing one, needing to figure out how to win one game, having an extra week, maybe they could come up with some smoke and mirrors to manufacture enough offense to win the game. I don't think they can do what they did against the Falcons this weekend. I think, you know, they leaned a lot on run-pass options in their passing game, very simplistic plays. I don't think that's going to work against this Minnesota defense. I think this Minnesota defense may be better than the Jacksonville defense. I mean, this is a tremendous defensive football team, and I just like Keenum better better than I like Foles. I think these are you know two very good teams. I think the Eagles' defense will keep them in the game. I think it's going to be a tight game throughout, but I think that the Vikings make more plays in the passing. I don't think that this is going to be a game where you're going to win based on design. I think the and I think the Vikings just have better play. I think it's going to be based on. Who makes the big play? And I think the Vikings, with their receivers, I like with their receivers make the big plays, make more big plays. I like Keenum better better than I like Foles in this game, and I just like I really like this Vikings team. I think that you know if you ask me who who who's going to win it all, I'd pick them. Now keep in mind, you're talking to a four and four guy. It's a guy who's four and four in the playoffs who's predicting that. So take that for what it's worth. But I like Minnesota to beat Philadelphia, and I, so I, I think that the Patriots and the Vikings will be your Super Bowl matchup, although I'm certainly pulling for Jacksonville. Thanks for tuning in today. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to it. iTunes and Spotify are among your options. And please leave the show a good rating in iTunes if you enjoy it. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy the games, and we'll be back again Monday.
1: Hey, Prime members.